Hey, sis, and welcome to this brand new episode of Her Renewed Mind. I'm so glad you guys are here on this amazing Monday. Listen, get ready. (laughs) I don't know if you can get ready, but this episode is so fire. And I'm so blessed that Dr. Tony Robinson, my mentor, and I had a chance to spend time together. And she just goes at it. She is a dream disruptor. She is a prophetic strategist in the marketplace. She works with a lot of people in business and women and men too, just helping them to go to the next level in God. And so I know that you are going to hear such goodness that's going to help take you to the next level. And really, it's not just hearing it, but you're going to get all the oomph you need to move forward, right? To be activated. So enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to Her Renewed Mind, where you will be encouraged to develop a deeper relationship with God and feel more mentally focused and connected so that you can enjoy a peaceful life and be a blessing to others. I'm Dr. Candice, a daughter of God, mom of an amazing teenager, and a personal and spiritual development coach with a vivid imagination. I remember waking up in the morning with what seemed like a million thoughts running through my head. I finally realized that my mind was a battlefield and the way I was going to win the war in my mind was with the word of God. So if you are ready to be freed from overthinking and negative thoughts and gain mental focus and clarity, connection with God and others, understanding of your purpose, confidence in your calling so you can be a blessing to others, then this podcast is for you. Grab your water, lace up your shoes, pop in your AirPods. It's time to go on a beautiful journey. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Her Renewed Mind. Yay! I'm so glad you guys are here, whether you're watching this in the video format or the audio format. It is not an accident that you clicked whatever button you clicked (laughs) for this (laughs) brand new episode. And um, for those watching on video, you see that I'm not by myself. For those who are on audio, now you know I'm not by myself, but I have an amazing woman with me today, a special, special guest. And her name is Dr. Tony Robinson. Hi, Dr. Tony. Hey, hey, y'all. Yes, I love you so much. You guys, you all know I love to give, give context. I'm a connector. God just connects the dots to, you know, for me, through me, all the things. And so I actually, this is not Dr. Tony's first time um, with me in this type of format because I interviewed her, goodness, in 2020, I believe, Dr. Tony. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to link that in the show notes, you know, and then um, in the comments, wherever you all are seeing this. But I interviewed Dr. Tony back in 2020. I feel like it was in the springtime. Um, and I remember she was wearing yellow, which is her favorite color, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> mustard yellow. Mustard just, yellow. It, it's life-giving. Yep. Life-giving. Yep. Yellow. The bright, not the dull. we I I used to have a I'll call it an internet show called dream stories and so I Mm -hmm. interviewed Dr. Tony um I Dr. Tony's my mentor so we met in 2019 through Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur she served as my mentor in the Igniters mentoring program and I just thank God because I knew she was my mentor I just knew I looked on the website I looked at her bio I looked at her picture I said "Ooh." That is my mentor. And as God would have it, she was assigned (laughs) to be my mentor and just walk me through just really life. 
yes. life, good life stuff, good business stuff, good life stuff. And I had to have her on and we are together forever now. <laughs> so I'm just grateful. Yes. Yes. All that. I'm grateful that she said yes to this interview on her renewed mind. So thank you, Dr. Tony. Thank you for having me. And it's funny because I remember when we first met in the mentorship, you were like, I knew you were my mentor. And I was like, God, that's she's the one. And here I am. <laughs> and here we are doing life together for real, for real. For yeah. real, for real. So thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Tony. I love You're it. She's amazing. So we're going to get into a great conversation. Um, I did send Dr. Tony some notes, but we know how it goes. <laughs> and she didn't look at them, which, which we just going to put it all out there. So I know this is going to be such a rich conversation. So I'll give this, this, this disclaimer, you guys, and you've heard me say before. You know, if you are in a position to take notes, right? Like take note, take note and take notes. If you need to like get home, if you're driving and watch this when you're sitting down, or go back and rewatch or go back and re-listen. I'm telling you, it's going to be fire and you're going to want to really lean into this conversation. So, Dr. Tony, I would love for you to just share with our listeners and our viewers just a little bit about who you are, what you do, all the things. <laughs> so for those of you who may not know me, because I'm not foolish enough to assume or presume that the whole world knows me, like I'm not that big in my brain, right? Um, I'm Dr. Tony Robinson. I am from Las Vegas, Nevada, the most amazing city ever. And, um, and so I am, I was married for 25 years. My husband transitioned home to be with Jesus. And so I was a widow for seven years. This year marks eight years that he'll be this month, actually it'll be eight years that my husband um, went to be with Jesus. And so for seven years, I wore the moniker of widow. This year, I am single. And so <laughs> just putting this out there because I have to maintain that confession, right? Because I have to transition people into a new awareness of who, oh, she's not a widow anymore. No, she's single. So she's, you know, I'm not single and mingle, but I'm single and waiting. And so uh, for awesome. I heard it here. I heard it here. <laughs> yes, you did. So next time we come back, you're going to be saying, she's engaged. <laughs> I trust the Lord. So I have four kids, but I serve uh, in, as a dream catalyst. And um, I've, this year, last year, I began to navigate into a dual operation where I was a dream catalyst and now I'm a dream catalyst and a dream disruptor. Because a lot of times we don't need our dreams to be catapulted. We don't need them to be launched. We need somebody to come in like a wrecking ball and disrupt the dream because it's not a dream, it's a fantasy. And somebody got to come in and say, you got to wake up and step into the dreams of God for your life. And because this ain't that. Yeah. So, and I serve also serve with as a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the founder of Tony Robinson Consultancy, where I serve as a prophetic consultant in the marketplace. And there we get to tear some stuff up for the kingdom of God. <laughs> I love it. You just said so much in that intro. Oh my gosh, that's so, so good. Thank you, Dr. Tony. I told you guys, she is fire. So can we talk about, because when you said disruptor and then you said, because it's a fantasy and those who are on audio don't know this, but like Dr. Tony did this motion where she was like, 
she put her fist towards the camera, like disruption, we dismantling, right? Like yes. get out of that fantasy. And that hit me, that hit me right here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have leaned, you know, and I think we all have, right? This is confessions. Yes. <laughs> We've all leaned into fantasy. So I would love to know, like, how did that come about where you were like, you know what? I need to, I'm going to be this for people. Or yes. I need to be this for whomever God has connected you with. How did that happen? Where you're like, your dream needs to be disrupted and we need to go to another level. We need to dream anew. Uh, you know, I think it's it's just being who I am and showing up who I, who I am, right? And so last year, I found myself working with a lot more people and engaging with different with other people in that um, it's like, you know, this is my dream and this is what, and I'm like, okay, so you've had this dream for 30 years and you haven't done anything with it. And you keep, every time I see you, you tell me the same dream. I'm like, no, boo-boo, you in a fantasy. Because when it's a dream and it's a dream from God, it will, it will burn inside of you to such a place that you will begin to take action. It activates something inside of you. Fantasy allows us to just completely like fantasize about this thing that we want to do one day, someday in the great cloud after life, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. But a dream should be moving you in the now. And then also what happens is that we get stuck. And so maybe it was a dream. This was an authentic, bona fide dream from God, what you're doing. But how many of you know that dreams should evolve because we're evolving and you're going to hear me say something and I want you to not hear I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying but I need you to hear what I'm saying because I'm a firm believer in evolution <laughs> wait what she she's a believer she believes in evolution I sure do you know why I believe in evolution I believe in the evolution of humanity that we should be evolving who we are should not be the same you should not be the same person today that you were one year year ago, three years ago, seven years ago. You shouldn't be the same person. You shouldn't. I'm 60. I know. I know. Looking good, y'all. Looking good. <laughs> I'm 60. I should not be the same person that I was in high school right. because then something is missing. That is an indicator of an underdevelopment that has produced a lack of maturation in my life. I should have evolved to a different person, especially if I'm in the kingdom. Because the king doesn't change. Jesus doesn't change. The Father, the Holy Spirit doesn't change. They are the same yesterday, today, and forever. But as humanity, in our growth, in our development, we get to see different aspects of who he is. So the dream that we had seven years ago should be evolving into something else. So I started off as a dream catalyst, and that was God's dream for my life and is. But as I've evolved, I have the ability from a place of growth, development, maturation to identify when a dream is in a stuck state, when it's in a fantasy state, and those states don't need to be further per perpetrated. Those states need to be disrupted so that the real fruit of the dream can manifest. And so I begin to see that and it's like, oh, I have a responsibility to call people higher. And calling people higher means I have to disrupt the plateau that you're currently sitting on so yeah. that you are aware that there's a higher um, 
place for you to operate and function from. Yeah. So he just slid that in there real slow. I mean, well, you know, not real slow. He did it slow because I could be slow sometimes, <laughs> but he did a real slick. I always yeah. say this, I just slick and I'm slow. And so, but he did a real slick, like, and it's like, oh, he says, so this is the year of dream disruption. Oh, because some people are living dreams. Can we say it? That aren't even your dreams. Come on, come on. Oh, my ponytail popped on that. Yeah, because that was, that was okay. So some people are living dreams that don't even belong to you. Yeah. Oh, well, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. All your life, you were told by somebody, you're going to be a doctor and you're my lawyer, or you're my this, you're my whatever your parents, you're the people that were highly impactful in your formative years de decided you would be and defined you as such. And you pick that up. And you had other dreams, you had other ideas and visions, but because this was an expectation and there was this level of expectancy for you to follow in somebody's footsteps or somebody's um, predetermined destiny for your life that wasn't the king or the kingdom and we're living in it and it's been very fruitful. It's even been profitable, but there's this place in you that is just unmet and unsatisfied because that place is the place that you're actually called to function and dream and operate and live from. And so sometimes we have to disrupt that that because that's that's the that's the shell version of you and who you are is in there begging to get out now does that mean you have to quit the career that you've worked in all these years oh, no it doesn't mean that at all but what it means is you have permission to let yourself out and then partner who you really are with the career or the space that you're you're currently functioning in so good Okay, listen. I'm here today on this. Yeah, show. do your thing. Do your thing. Listen, we out here, y'all. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the ponytail said, "Loose me." I got. I got. We gotta get go here. Okay, you said so much, Doctor. <laughs> um, and I think I want to lean into that permission piece. <laughs> yes. Yes. What you don't know is that I quoted you. I quoted you. I'm quoting Doctor Tony right now, guys. So Doctor Tony is one of the co-hosts on the Joe Kingdom podcast, which I definitely encourage you all to go follow. So I'll link that too. Let me write down these things. It's so good, y'all. It it's is so, so good. Listen, it's, it's, Joe Kingdom podcast is disruptive, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the car or working out listening and I'm like, I have to pause it. I have to pause, just like y'all probably have to pause this and think about it and chew on it and then decide whether or not you're ready to go back and listen. Okay, I'm recording this on, we're recording this on a Wednesday. I listened to the new episode that came out this past Monday, which was February yes. 12th, y'all. I think I was in the car. When Dr. Tony said what I'm about to tell y'all, she said, I literally screamed out loud. <laughs> she doesn't know this, but I literally screamed out loud and I started laughing like I am now. And I said, that's my Dr. Tony. Let me pause it. Let me think about it. Then let me go back. Then I was like, oh, I'm interviewing her. I got to quote her. So yesterday I went back to listen. <laughs> I didn't even finished the show yet because I'm still chewing on what she said about permission. <laughs> so basically context real quick. So the Joe Kingdom perspective is Dub Alexander, Dr. Tony Robinson and Ryan Pena and other guests um, listening to clips from the Joe Rogan experience, I think is the name of the podcast, which mm -hmm. I had never heard of Joe Rogan. But now I'm all in because I'm listening to Joe Kingdom yes. Yes. perspective. And so they're listening to him interview these amazing people from 
all over the world, people that you all know, heard of, seen on social, whatever. And they are pulling out kingdom principles, right? From these yes. people that may or may not be believers or pre-believers or believers. And it's really, yes. really dope because I am learning so much new stuff and I'm also, my mind is being renewed. So it's really yes. life changing yes. for me. So they were talking to a gentleman, he's a comedian. He was talking about wanting to possibly teach students how to be comedians and you know comedy and all this stuff. And that just blessed me because I think I'm funny too. And you know, <laughs> humor, like I needed that episode on Monday. So anyway, um, so Dr. Tony was saying, as he was talking about this, how he was going to kind of move in that way. She said, and I quote, "You, we have permission to not have absolute certainty about every aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. We have permission to think and create. And she goes on to say, and she kind of said this already, um, sometimes, and she said a lot of times, how we perceive, how we move in the constraints of kingdom maybe is that we cannot make a move unless God has clearly painted out every detail and every aspect. We'll say, you know, I don't know if I should write a book or do a course. And it's been 30 years. I, I screamed on that part. She's like, I don't know. You know, we, we say, we don't know if it's God will, God's will or not. You said, Dr. Tony said, we have permission to walk in freedom. And when we live from that place, having to know every move ahead of time or waiting for permission to do anything that's in our heart to do, that's not freedom. That's slavery. That's right. Yep. Y'all. And she said so much goodness after that. So I need y'all to go listen. <laughs> but you talked about permission there. You talked about, um, you know, and maybe you didn't use the language waiting just before I read that quote, but that we can live in these fantasies for so long. Yes. And I have been there as well because I didn't know if God was telling me to move forward or not. I had these constraints that I had put on myself when all along he's like, girl, you are free, you know, and yes. it's you yes. honestly helping me to see that, helping to be this disruptor. So could you lean a little bit more into that permission? Because I know that's going to help free up and it's helping in real time free up the listeners to this podcast. Yeah, let's, so let's do talk about that because it's one of the things I think, I think, and you know me, Candace, so, you, so a lot of people, I always say, I think. And the reason I say I think is because my thoughts are constantly evolving. Yeah. And so what I thought yesterday, I may not think the same thing today. So how I thought a year ago, I'm thinking differently today. Because you're evolving. So, right? you're exactly, exactly. <laughs> which is the byproduct of a renewed mind. Yeah. And it is the fruit of a repentant state. And now, so we don't go churchy or religious because, uh, you know, we, we have these expressions and this ties into permission, right? So when we're living in a repentative state, and when we look at the definition of repent, we've used it in gross error within the confines of church because we've pinned repent on behavior, like we got to repent for sinful behavior, but repent by definition is metanoia or metanoia, which is the changing of your mindset. It's changing how you think. It's thinking differently about things. And yeah. so to actually get to the behavior part, you have to get down to the fifth or sixth definition before it even speaks about behavior. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because such as a man thinks, 
so is he, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can't change the way we think, we'll continue to repeat behaviors mm -hmm. that are not aligned or in alignment with our kingdom identity. So it's evolution and renewing a mind is a repetitive process where I'm constantly rethinking some things. And so one of the things that I believe we've done um, where we served in injustice and mischaracterized God is the concept or the notion that God is in control because that's not true. Come on. And we like God is in control and that's not true. I'm going to say it again. God, well, God is in control. No, it's not true yeah. because God is sovereign. Oh, but he's not in control. He's given us the ability to be autonomous. He's given us free will, which allows us to make independent choices. Mm -hmm. But he also trusts what he's put in us, which is himself. And so he's, you know, where we are, he's, we're with him. He's with us and we're one. Jesus said, I'm going and I'm the same glory you gave me. I'm giving them so that they could be one. I'm in them, them and me, me and you, we're all in this together. So God can trust what he put in us, which is himself, which is Holy Spirit, which is a mind of Christ. So he can trust us to think yeah. from that. And so when we begin to capture the reality that God is in control, we stop living in a place of waiting. Like, well, I'm waiting. Like, I don't know if I should write a book or if I should, you know, tie my shoe. Well, okay, God, you got to help me, Lord. Maybe, help, what, what you want me to do? You want me to tie my shoe? You want me to write a book? And God's like, you could do both. Because in the kingdom, it's not this or that. In the kingdom, it's this and that. And we have choices so we could do one or the other, or we could do both. And doing one doesn't mean that we have to abdicate responsibility to do the other. It just means I'm choosing to do this right now because I know that the other is still part of who I am. So I'll pick it up oh, on good. the next leg of the journey. And so we have permission where we no longer are having to wait for God to tell us what to do, yeah. 13 pastors to confirm it, 79 prophets and 84 church mothers to confirm it. We have the, we're wired to hear from God. It's in our DNA. We are wired to hear from God. Uh, how do I know this? Because scripture says that we were in him before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. So if we were in him, that means we came from him and anything we came from were wired to hear. Yeah. Science, medical science has proven that when a baby is in a mama's womb, the baby recognizes voices. And so when the baby comes, the baby comes from me. Yes. When I speak, yes. I have four kids. And every time they heard my voice, when they came out of the womb, they responded. Mm -hmm. Every time they heard their dad's voice, they responded because yes. they were wired to hear the people, the thing that they came from. So we're wired to hear from God. And so when we don't know that we're wired here from God, we won't know that we can make decisions and based on the desires, because he gives us the desires of our heart, right? Now we got to break that down. Yeah. And yeah. come on. So desire, when you break it down, D means of, sire is father. So it's of the father. So if he, if he gives us the desires of our heart, those desires are of him. 
Now, how do I know if it's the desire of the father? Like, how do I know if it's not? Okay, so is it evil? Is it of a bad report? Like, is it telling you to go out and become a serial killer or, you know, become a pole star or whatever? Then we already know, look, that don't even line up with the kingdom. That don't line up with the, with, with the goodness and the riches of heaven. Mm -hmm. But if it aligns with kingdom, is it good? Is it praiseworthy? Does it bring advancement? Does it reach other people? Does it cause impact? Then you know that it's of the father. So you can trust to do it. Yes. You can trust to yes. do it, right? Yes. So we have permission to move and to govern ourselves out of freedom because he's given us freedom. Listen, when my babies were little, Come on, Dr. Tony. If they heard me say, they're like, mama, we're not babies anymore, but you'll always be my babies. Always. Now, when my children were little, when they were like two, three, four years old, they had to get permission. Come on. They had to get directions, brother, because we move them from, from direction to permission. They had to get directives, right? They had to ask, mom, can I have some juice? Right. Mom. Can I have, I'm hungry. Why, why? <laughs> mom, can I, you know what I'm saying? They had yeah. to ask me, yeah. mom, how do I make peanut butter and jelly? Mom, how do I make toast? Yeah. Mom, how? And because they were developing, I couldn't set a four-year-old in a kitchen with pots and pans and greens and chicken and say, make a whole meal. Right. Because that sets us up for disappointment and then we're like, it didn't work. And now we feel like God's mad at us because we feel like God is beating us because we didn't make the chicken right, but we didn't know how to make chicken. And that's not how it works. What God does is say, here, I will show you how. I'll give you an example. I'll bring people in your lives who can mentor you, who'll provide proper tutelage in your life to assist you so that now and you able to grow in it. You're able to learn from it. And now my children are 32, 30, 28, 26. Yes. I had them yesterday. Don't they, they like they I picked them up last week. Yep. They be yep. all the same age. We the same <laughs> age. <laughs> but at this age, they don't have to ask me you know mom can you make me a sandwich right. i mean sometimes like when my son comes home from north north dakota him and his wife he's like mom would you make some spaghetti it's his favorite meal of course i'm gonna make it but he also knows how to cook yes. he can go in there and he and my kids don't have to say can i make this mom can i have some juice mom can i have a soda mom can i have they don't have to say, can I go in the refrigerator? I trust them with everything that's inside of them because I can trust what we put in them. My husband and I taught them how to cook. We taught them how to do laundry. So I can trust what I put in them. Just like the father, we do, we do the, Jesus was the express image of the nature and character of God, Hebrews one and three. And if we're in Jesus, then that means we are the express image and nature of Come God. On. We're not Jesus, but we're one with him. Yes. And because we're one with him and he no longer calls us servants, but friends. Right. Friends right. have permission. Friends have permission. Servants need directions. Yeah. So if yeah. you're waiting to for God to tell you every move that you need to make, if you if you're afraid to do anything because you're afraid you don't want to miss God, you don't want to mess it up, you know, that's a slave mindset. Mm -hmm. Because as a friend, 
I trust you. I trust what's our relationship with you. A relationship between friends is different than a relationship between a slave owner and a slave. Come on. As a friend, I trust you. I trust what's inside of you. And because I trust you, guess what? I'll champion you. I remember when Candace was going to start a podcast. This has been, we just talked about this been a yep. year ago. And I was like, woo, woo, woo. I'm, yep. I'm, like, I'm championing yep. her because I trust what's inside of her. I was a mentor. I know the goal yep. that's in her. Yep. So not only am I going to champion her, yep. I'm going to support her yes. and I'm willing to show up as a guest because yeah. I'm partnering with her in the vision. That's what <laughs> friends do. That's what friends do. And I think that we forget like he's in us and and a friend walks beside you, right? Like that's that's literally that the, the example you gave, right? Not only yeah. did you hear what was on my heart, like Dr. Tony, I'm thinking about doing this. Well, and we have history, right? Like yes. literally I was in, you were my mentor. I was in your Master Dream Academy. And I remember that if we had called it a hashtag, and I think it was, the hashtag was turn the light on. That's right. Yes. Hearing the instruction that my mentor who hears from God and I hear from God too. So her words are confirming what I already know, which I always declare for those who who listen to this podcast know I've always been like we're the light of the world yes, right a city yes. set on a hill cannot be hidden right you don't put a yes. lampstand under the the table you put it to shine right and we're to let our light so shine so on and so forth you all know the rest if not go look it up Matthew 5 yes. 14 15 I think so anyway that God is with us a friend walks with you so what I am loving about this journey with God for me is that he just reminds me and we, I get this from Shay. He's a course corrector, right? So that's yes. me. And then he's so big that let's say I was supposed to go left. He going to get me back left if I went right. Like he's walking with me. He opens yes. the door. He closes them. So I can trust that since I'm his friend, he's not only guiding me forward, championing me forward, but he's walking beside me and he's in me. Yes. He's all around <laughs> Yes. And so, and that thing, like, I don't want to miss God. It's like you said, have you met him? He's so big, he's impossible to miss. And he is the course corrector. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's like the Holy Spirit is GPS. Miss the exit, rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. And he does it with love and with kindness. He gently turns you back around to make sure you stay on course. When people say, well, I did it and I missed God. It was a complete debauchery. It was a complete mess. I just, it's all. But even then, the reason that that happens is because at some point you decided not to tune in to the frequency in which he was speaking. Because sometimes heaven is speaking, but we get so determined that we're going to do it our own way. Yeah. Yeah. That we miss it. And then we end up with the result that wasn't his plan. And then we can mischaracterize God because we mischaracterize ourselves. And we're like, I'm a failure and this and this. But no, nobody's a failure. Failure is an opportunity to try again because he causes all things to work together for the good of them that love us. So all things mean all things, whether it's good things or whether it's things that aren't so good. So he'll even take our missteps to reroute them and create something beautiful in the journey it's like a tapestry. When you're weaving a tapestry on this side, all we see is the knots and the yarns and the entanglement, and we just think we created a mess. But when we look at the other side, it's a whole beautiful imagery and a portrait that we didn't even know was being woven out of our entanglements. Yeah. So 
even in that, he's so good to us. So good. So good. So good. And Dr. Tony, I know that, and I talk about this on the podcast and even out loud to people, that is so important to take the time to reflect, right? And and think through our story, right? Because all along, God has been weaving together, right? Like all along, whether it's your business, your family, whatever, just life, life, life encompasses all so many aspects that you can see that man through that situation. Yes, it was hard. It was challenging. I beat myself up about this, you know, but you can still see the good. If we take the time to reflect and think and even ask, right? Ask him, Holy Spirit, show me, show me the good. Show, you know, if you feel like you can't see it, I'm telling you, when you ask, right? You ask, you shall receive. Yes. He will show you. And I believe that I know for, I'll talk about me. When I take the time to do that, I'm like, well, I'll put that in my toolbox and I'm going to keep it moving. That was him working all things together. Yes. For good. I learned my, yes. I learned a beautiful lesson. I yes. met a beautiful person. If I hadn't gone yes. through that, this wouldn't have happened. And then we keep it moving. That's right. And you grew and evolved from it. Yes. Like you're, and you're so right. Cause as you're saying that I'm thinking like, even of my situation, it was eight years ago this month that my husband died. We had literally February 6th, just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. And we had gone out to dinner that night and we were talking and I'm just saying, oh, you know what? We Our kids are finally all there. You know, our youngest one had just went to college. It's like, we're free. It's our time. It's our season, right? They they all, you know, doing their thing. And it's like, we're going to go to Paris in October and just all the things, making all the plans. And I'm dreaming out the next 25 years. Yeah. I had no idea on February 5th, because it was the night before our 25th anniversary. I had no idea that 20 something days later my husband would no longer exist on the in the earth realm yeah and and so I had all these plans and so it was like and I remember being in the hospital at the hospital 1 30 in the morning when he passed away and it was just like God like my thought was like I don't like this is unreal because this doesn't align with what I heard you say that he would be healed and he was going to be whole but it was aligning because he was right because he had a massive stroke that left him paralyzed from the neck down so he was healed and all he was in the presence of the king forever without pain or whatever and so and I'm like trying to process this and I hear God say hear father say like and prepare yourself because you're going to change the face of widowhood and I'm about to set you on a trajectory with your business and your ministry that you would not ever been able to, to, to go into heights you could not go before. I was like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I know that's not what you got to say to me right now. Like I was mad. Like me and God, yeah. we have real talk conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the Chuck? And trust me, it wasn't Chuck. It was, <laughs> it was Chuck's friend, Fred. It was Chuck's like, friend. I don't even believe like, no, you are not. I'm not trying to hear this. Like I'm demanding an answer. Like my husband is gone. He ain't coming back. And you talking about ministry industry and business you think I want to work for you anymore like you we're not even friends we're not cool right now come on my pastor walks in the room and he has his he has a history of raising the dead he has a gifting and anointing for raising the dead and he came prepared to lay hands he walks in the room and says okay guys here's the deal on the way here 
I had an open vision and I saw Reggie standing in heaven next to Jesus with the biggest smile on my face. And he just shook his head at me like, and I knew that he was saying, like, he's good. He's not coming back. I'll, and he said, here's the thing, I'll pray. And we could pray till the cows come home. But once they made a decision to go, they very rarely make a decision to come back. He's yeah. like, so what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. And then he, then he stopped and he said, and then Tony, after I saw that, I saw you. Yeah. And I saw your ministry and your business take off like a rocket. You shot up towards the stars past the moon. And when I tell you, I wanted to punch him in the face. Like mm -hmm. I, I've never despised the confirming word. <laughs> like I can't right. tell you. Right. But you know what? I accepted it. And it was like, God, you're right. Especially, you know, it's like, no, like God is good and he's in this and he has a plan. He's making something good come out of this. So God never leaves us without hope. So when the thing that comes to disrupt your dream, because I'm not a stranger to dream disruptions, all of my dreams for the next 25 years of my life were disrupted in a moment. And it wasn't just my life. It was the dreams that I've had of the type of grandparents we would be together. The dreams that I had of my husband throwing football around with his sons and his grandsons. And, you know, the dreams of him walking our daughters down the aisle and standing up for his son. All of those dreams were completely not just disrupted, but demolished. Demolished. There was a demolition like a wrecking ball that came in. But God never leaves us in a state of wreck. Come on. He moves us to a state of rest. Yes. And in rest, we find rehabilitation. Because when you get hit by a car, you go to the hospital mm -hmm. and, you know, your legs are broken. They mend you up and they, they get you well, right? And so it's restorative. And then they move you to rehabilitation where you have to learn to stand up again. You have to learn how to walk again. But you can't do that if you're not rested. Right. And so it was like I there was a state of recovery. I had to recover. Mm -hmm. I had to rest. I go go into rehabilitation to learn how to walk again. Because when you've been walking as one with another person and all of a sudden they're no more, if the word divorce means to forcibly divide, if the word death comes in, it's like you have been severed in half and now I have to learn how to walk on one leg until my second leg grows out yeah. and I'm able to stand on my own two feet. So I had to go through re rehabilitation, but after rehabilitation, because anybody's been ever been in a car wreck and that it wasn't their fault, after you go to rehab and the chiropractor and all that, baby, then comes restitution. And God gives the best restitution and he gives you punitive damages as well as actual damages. He repays with interest because he always is going to build something greater. And my life today has far exceeded the life I had. Yes. Yes. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Now, does that mean I don't miss my husband? Yeah, I miss him. I loved him. He was, a, you know, my husband. But the life that I'm living, living now has superseded the life I have because I'm in alignment with the dream of God for my life. Yeah. I am a completely different woman. I am a, the next man that I marry, he's not going to get the same wife that my husband had. Yeah. 
he getting right. a grown woman because I like I would have been married 33 years on Feb this February 6th and I realized I was like that's over half my life like I was like a child when I got married like in, in real time I was like we grew up together together so yeah, because yeah. I've evolved and allowed those things to work together for the good to shape me for me and make me into a, who I am now when I get married again my husband getting a grown woman grown, grown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, he gonna be a whole grown man <laughs> bam bam that part yeah, yeah. But it's like but that's what the goodness of God does but if we choose to live in a slave mindset if we choose to live in a position and a posture where we can only live and move from direction as opposed to permission we miss we're missing out on the goodness yeah. of God yeah. that only dwells and abides in the space of freedom yeah. And God don't miss a beat. He don't. He, he don't. He don't. Because sometimes. Okay, so Candace, you already know I'm a teacher, right? So I'm like, and I'll have my glasses on. So if you're giving me visual cues, like I want to say something, I'm missing it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I yeah. had a say, say live moment. <laughs> I just okay. feel like you need to say that moment. And then you, and I was like, okay, holy, <laughs> go ahead. You are okay, good. Because I'm like, I think it's important for us to know this. Sometimes we'll get frozen in a moment because we're afraid that we're going to miss something. We're afraid that if we move from this space, that we'll miss something. And going back to the morning that my husband passed away, he, he and my um, second daughter, I have two boys, two girls. And my second daughter, um, and I think the kids were... 18 or 19, 20, uh, anyway, they was like either 18, 20, 22, and 24, or somewhere in there. And uh, my second daughter, you know, they had this thing, like when she got married, they were going to do a, they was going to have a break dance because they love break dance. And he was <laughs> a master pop locker break dancer. So they were going to do a routine. And I just remember, I'll never forget this scene as when they called it, it's like 138, they called it. And she just, was like she immediately turned and you know the nurse board is up there I was like she grabbed the the marker and she writes on the board and even if he does not he is still good and it is well with my soul oh and she dropped the marker and she fell on her dad's chest and said dad BFF Reg, because I said, you know, daddy, daddy, BFF Reg, BFF Reg. She's like, who's going to break dance with me at my wedding? Yeah. This is why we cannot stay in a framework just because we're afraid to move, because we're afraid we're going to miss something. Right. When we got the call from the hospital that he was coding, my son, Jordan, immediately his thought was to call our friend Ed. Now, I don't know why he thought to call Ed. I literally have no idea to this day. I know it was only God yeah. because Ed is completely deaf. Huh. And I hear. Okay. But Jordan called him. And, you know, because he's deaf, the phone, it, it, it lights, it lights, it lights. Yeah. And so the light of the phone woke him up yeah. and he's like, wait, Jordan is calling me. And he said, if Jordan's calling me, he said, it's Reggie. It's something wrong. He jumped up. 
And then Jordan, Jordan texted at my dad's died or, you know, that he's coding and he rushed to the hospital. Now hear me by the spirit. Ed is deaf, cannot hear. He rushes to the hospital as he comes in the room. uh, He come, I don't even know how he got on the floor because we were in ICU and he comes in there and right as Jared's like falls on her dad's chest and is saying, daddy, daddy, best friend Reg, who's going to break dance with me and my wedding? And she fell on his chest at that exact moment when she hit his chest, Ed rushed in the room, waltzed past me, ran past Jordan, went straight to Jara, grabbed her, looked her in the eye and said, don't worry, Jara, I will break dance with you at your wedding. He could not have heard her say that. There is no way for him to say it. Yeah. yeah. He can read lips. Yeah. But he hadn't even entered into had, the room yeah, to read her lips. Yeah. God will take every place of pain, disruption, and loss. He already has a plan for it. And he's given us permission to move from that place. Because she could have camped there and said, you know, I can't go for it. My dad's not going to be here. That is like, you know, it's like the cry of her heart, the desire of her heart of the father. He still is giving the desire of her heart despite a disruption. And that is the goodness and the nature of God that we encounter, we experience when we move from directive, yeah. waiting for directive. Because when she could have took a stance like, I don't know if I should ever get married again because my dad's not here. God, should, should I get married or should I just wait until I get to heaven and break dance with my daddy on the clouds? Or no, 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 no. It got immediately entered with permission. Immediately. Because it's not in his nature to deny his children anything. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. So nothing is denied from us. Amen. Sometimes Amen. it takes a different shape and form. Yeah. Yes. But if we're not willing to move into freedom, we'll miss it. Yeah. And we'll cling to dead things, yes. dead and dreams, we think, and we'll think it's dead, dead hopes. But it's not. Because we don't know we have access to living promises. God is real. God He's is real, y'all. He's real, y'all. He is so real. And I think about the scripture. Is it John 10, 10, that he came that we might have life and have life more abundantly? Exactly. Exactly. Now, check this out. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Because <laughs> Deuteronomy, um, I, I, I know the address, but I can't think of it right now because I got a lot of stuff going through my mind. Deuteronomy, it says, and you will remember your the Lord, your God, who has given you the ability to obtain wealth okay abundance and wealth go hand in hand they're not mutually exclusive but they go hand in hand because they can function you can have abundance and you can have wealth they're not the same necessarily the same thing but if jesus came that we can have life and that more abundantly god has given us permission to create which means and that word is like or to to create to get to obtain that word broken down is to apprehend or it is a force like i've given you the force to get wealth right which means i've given you the ability ability 
right? I've given you the ability. Now we look at that. And what it's also saying is I've given you a, I'm giving you a responsibility. We don't give responsibilities to babies. We give a responsibility to the mature. And what that word responsibility, when you break it down, it's like I've given you the ability, right? To respond to those abilities, responsibility. How will you respond to the abilities that I've given you Yeah. to obtain, to apprehend, to create, to develop, to mature wealth? If Jesus has come that we might have life and that more abundantly, are we willing to take responsibility, respond to the ability that he's given us to live from a space of freedom and permission to rise up in a life of abundance? Or will we continue to wait and, and be satisfied with trickles? Listen, for 40 years, these folks camped around a wilderness because they got bread and a quail every now and then. They got bread every day. So they, they were living by direct. But at some point, those rose up when those begin to die and said, we have a responsibility to move into the promised land. We got to suit up, we got to boot up, and we got to go after and move from the wilderness where it's comfortable and we get bread every day to be responsible to go into the promised land where there's milk and honey and the desires of the father's heart for us because we can't own land in the wilderness but we own land in the promised land already own it Listen, and then how will you respond to your ability we have a responsibility to be accountable to move in accountability. What is accountability? It don't mean like I'm checking your phone to see what you're doing, right. the human internet, what you No, I don't have accountabilities of partners like that. And when my people that are in my life, and this is how I respond, and you know this as a, yeah. as a mentor, and how I respond to help you walk in accountability is I begin to highlight what your abilities are so that you can yeah. rise up in maturity yeah. and take account for take your abilities. Account. How yeah. are we taking taking account for the abilities that the father has given yes. us? Are we taking account for the ability that Jesus has given for us to walk and have an abundant life? How are we responding to the abilities? How are we accounting for those abilities? Because it's not just about us. It is about everybody attached to us. Had I been in a place and a mindset to stay in a place of slavery and connected and stayed in a posture of my husband died and I'm not moving forward and I can't minister and I can't develop I, da, 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 all the wine, 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 right? And I love a good glass of wine, but we can't live in a wine barrel where we're constantly whining and blaming God because we're not taking accountability and we're refusing to accept responsibility. Hear me about the spirit. Now, because I decided to accept the invitation because we have a choice. God's not going to force me to soar like a rocket. He's Come to be a catalyst and shoot up. He's like, this is what I have for you. And you, I'm extending you an invitation to step into an opportunity to evolve into this place, this with me. And because I said, yes, I'll do it. I'm here now. I'm able to show up for Candace in a place that she needed a mentor that I had an assignment for, but rest assured, had I still right. said no, 
God would have sent somebody anyway because he's yep. not going to rob Candace because I refuse to be accountable and I refuse to be responsible. But he matched my accountability and she is a mentee, has been as much, if not more, as a gift into my life than she believes that I've been to her because the gifts of God are reciprocal. Yeah. Friendship is reciprocal. There's reciprocity in friendship. So if you're in a friendship, it should be reciprocal, right? Yeah. It's sowing and reaping and giving and take that is a sign of maturity yes. now here we go because we're here now and i'm in teacher yeah. mode you are here come on put your hats on get your pom-poms because <laughs> i'm gonna drop something on you now i have this amazing friend brian orm and he just drops the profound nuggets and so i was hanging out with him at his retreat um last year in the um you know late fall summer and yeah. he said something about wisdom he said because we want wisdom well wisdom is a person it really is wisdom is the person of jesus person of the holy spirit but wisdom partners with responsibility come on so we're asking god for wisdom in all these areas god i need wisdom i need wisdom i need wisdom like and God's like, I want to give you wisdom, but wisdom partners with responsibility. If you have wisdom, but you're not doing anything with it, you're not responding to your abilities, you're not taking account for your abilities, wisdom has nothing to partner with. So if we want to see a greater influx of wisdom... Yeah. We figure out what part, what is the one thing, the questions we ask God, what's the one thing that I can, uh, with confidence and boldness, take responsibility for right now? Right what now. part of the dream? What part of the vision? What area of my life? Can, if I'm feeling out of control, need wisdom in, okay, God, just show me the one area that mm -hmm. you know I can successfully take accountability for, be responsible for, and then do it. And all of a sudden, you'll have an influx, a greater influx of wisdom, because wisdom is partnering with your accountability, your responsibility. And then at that stretch, it's kind of like debt stacking when they say start with a little, then pay that off and stack yeah. that up. So it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. now what can be, what, what's the next thing we're going to be responsible for? Until we know it, the whole dream is unfolded because yeah. God can trust us because we've been faithful over little. So <laughs> now we become rulers over much. We become yeah. rulers over more we yeah. partnered now we see the abundant life that jesus has called us to walk in because yeah. a lot of times in our christianese we think abundance is money money and abundance is two different things because i know on. people i Come work on. with people Come that on. are multi multi multi-millionaires i'm working yeah. with people who are turning two three hundred million dollars a year in revenue and pride. like i know this people that have a lot of money yeah. but they do not have a life of abundance mm -hmm. i work with a lot of people know a lot of people who are multi-millionaires they have a lot of money but they lack wealth mm -hmm. and wealth and abundance tethered together Mm -hmm. produces generational impact mm. it looks like the comedian he where he wants to bring comedy classes into schools so that it changes the framework of education is teaching children how to not to take themselves seriously so serious with enabling us to laugh at ourselves which eradicates the need for bullying because you can't laugh at me i laugh at myself it develops you and it matures you in a way and it advances the educational system which creates generational impact 
where are you called to show up to in a in a mindset of abundance and a state of wealth to create generational change because that's what the kingdom does the kingdom thinks generationally poverty mindsets only thinks of self and self today meeting my needs today my four are no more but kingdom mindset a wealthy mindset is looking to lay foundations that will leave generational impact that's abundance and wealth but that can't come outside of a of accountability and responsibility partner with wisdom Wow, I didn't come here to preach. I came here to be interviewed, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I knew this was going to happen, y'all. We knew, we knew, we knew what this was about, right? Because I'm telling you, you all are getting everything and more that you need in this moment. <laughs> this moment. Oh my God. Listen, I y'all know I'll be taking notes. Just, oh my gosh. I just done got, had a whole master class. And <laughs> this is so. So good. Okay, so I, I think you so much. Look, they, I think <laughs> as we close, so you all, I'm telling you, so really ask yourself, like, how <laughs> am I to respond, or how am I responding to my ability? Right, like, what is that one thing? Yes. Right, and I think that really complements rest as well because we can try to do all the things. Well, okay, I didn't heard Dr. Tony. She got my life together. I'm about to go do ten. No, you can't do it all at the same time. And when we're at a place of rest, right? Grace over ground, which y'all know us. We talk about, we in this thing, right? This yes. lifestyle that we can, like supernatural results can produce when we're at a pace, yes. right? Of grace yes. and walking. Like God's just been highlighting, like walking with him. Like yes. literally at rest. Yes. Walking it out with yes. him. And that's relationship. That's right. And uh, I mean, we can't really have relationship without rest because rest is in there. It's in there. Yeah. And rest produces more fruit than grinding ever will. Yeah. Because you don't get the, when, as a farmer, when farmers farm, every so many years, they have to let the ground rest. So it doesn't deplete it of all the nourishment and the nutrients that's in the soil. You have to let the ground rest. And as a result of rest, the year after season, after the ground is rested, it produces a much larger yield of, of harvest. The harvest is always greater because the ground was sown from a place of rest. So we're resting. We're re we ain't grind we're, we're not grinding for nothing. Like this is a this is rest. This yeah. has been an eight year journey with the Father, but I walked it out as a space of rest. And out of rest, He's given this supernatural increase. So rest is key. Rest is key. And I, I just have to highlight that and actually put it a box around it when you said it. When you really were talking, you you were hitting all these R's. I don't know if you've done that before, but I was like, she talked about recovery and just these stages, right? That you walked with God through, you know, after the death of your husband. And I'm it's just so powerful because, and you and you said this, like you were able to then show up for your yes. children, show up for your clients, show up for your mentees, right? And yes. I would be where I am without you showing up well and at rest to be able to give me what you gave me. But I also love, because Holy Spirit, because maybe there were times when you didn't really feel at rest, air quotes, right? You know, let's just be all the way real in the midst of the eight years, but you were still yeah. at the rest. But sometimes we have days, but Holy Spirit is so bad. Always <laughs> and only. Always and only. Oh, it's, so, it's just like that extra fire 
yes puts on it. you know so I just yes. love that because it's not in our own strength and that's what he reminds me like girl just show up with what you got I got you like I'm gonna take you higher and further yes than yes. you ever could and I think about in this moment I'm thinking about when Moses was like but God but God but God listen he like bruh what's in your hand right and I just need right. you but I'm also gonna send you Aaron. Like I'm also gonna send you a little bit of help, right? And then I'll talk, and that's like I, I've read the book and I continuously read it. And I'm like, because we don't believe, and so we God has to send us, you know, He gives us what we ask for help. I'm like, at what point in time was Aaron actually even speaking for God um, on Moses? You speaking for Moses on God's behalf? When we heard Aaron speaking, he was down there with the people building a golden calf. So. <laughs> That's, that's I said, I'm a humor you. I'm gonna send them it, but you, yeah, I'm gonna Ooh, let you think Aaron gonna do the talking. But it's still Ooh, good. <laughs> thank you. Oh, now that is good right there, y'all. That is so good. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been great. Listen, so much fun. But we're not finished. <laughs> you know, this y'all is just a continuation. But y'all got so much goodness out of this. If you wanna, we're gonna pass the offering plate, Cash App. <laughs> I'm serious. I'll put in the show notes. Um, but Dr. Tony, this has been amazing. Thank you. I adore you. Thank you. This is always so much fun to hang out with you. <laughs> I love you so much. You all listen, 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 listen. I know you've been listening, but really listen. Um, I would love for you to rate this podcast. You know, let us know what you think. Let us know how you are taking how you're responding to your ability. Yes. No, like put it in the comments, put it in the show notes. How are you responding? It is time. That's been my whole queen of rise. Like it is time to get up. It is time to get up and be who God has called us to be, which we're co-seated with him. Yes. I've been, I've been chewing on Ephesians 2, 6, and 7. And that was on the last podcast. And this is going to be the next one. So it all is aligned. Like it all comes together. How yes. we are the visible display Come on now. His glory yes. and it has yes. some other goodness after that. So I know what you all heard from Dr. Tony today are you heard the practical, right? You heard the practical, like get up and do it. It's a green light. Dub said this after you spoke what you spoke. He talked about that green light. It's a, yes. it's a go. Yes, it is. He'll slow you down. We need to be slow down. You. Yeah. All of heaven is backing you. So you don't have to be afraid. All yeah. of heaven is cheering you on. Yes. And you got your sisters in Christ cheering you on. Go, sis, go. Yes, you do. Yeah. You got this. All right. I love you all so much. And until next time, peace. <laughs> hey there. I hope you were blessed by this week's episode of Her Renewed Mind. If you were, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and a written review in Apple Podcasts. This helps us get the show out to more women who desire a deeper connection with their Heavenly Father. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. I'll meet you right back here next Monday.